0: All right, Tifos, we're counting down now to uh, the end of the holiday season. And for you, last minute shoppers out there, I've got the perfect solution Rare and Retro Soccer.com. Rare and Retro Soccer is America's first buy, sell, trade soccer jersey store. And their selection is truly remarkable. Here in Charlotte on Saturday, the 16th. New kits dropped, a Christian Pulisic Dortmund kit, a Lionel Messi Argentina kit, another Messi kit, this one Barcelona, a Mo Salah kit, Casemiro, Neymar as well with Brazil, just to name a few, and of course you can get Charlotte FC gear and Charlotte Independence gear as well. Use coupon code soccer show 15 at checkout or go to Rare and Retro Soccer. Located on Providence Road in South Charlotte Mention Charlotte Soccer Show While you're there And you'll receive the 15% off as well This is a perfect, perfect last minute gift For the soccer lover in your life Make sure you take advantage of this awesome deal And thanks to Rare and Retro Soccer For partnering with us right here On Charlotte Soccer Show And now, a special episode Danny it is time to welcome our special guest he's the Athletics Greg Evans Uh, he's a reporter for the Athletic he covers both Liverpool and Aston Villa he's been on the Aston Villa beat though for many many years he's a co-host of the 1874 podcast as well thank you so much for joining Charlotte Soccer Show it's great to see you
1: pleasure thank you very much for having me on you've got uh, a very good guy in charge so I'm, I'm happy to go over a few things about it.
0: Yes, yeah, so uh Dean Smith is the subject matter on uh today's podcast and and we're going to talk about Dean Smith who spent uh, a lot of time uh with Aston Villa and uh, had tremendous success there and we ch- we want to figure out why and how that success happened and whether that can can translate here to Charlotte FC. Greg's had a had a long day. Uh he was he was at the Europa game uh yesterday in in, in Belgium and now he's traveled back uh to his home mm-hmm. in the UK and He's kind enough to take a few minutes uh, with us. So first and foremost, what I want to ask you, Greg, is you, know, you saw the news uh, come across X or wherever you saw the news yeah. uh, about Dean Smith signing on with with Charlotte FC. What was your what was your reaction when you saw that?
1: Yeah, a, a bit of a mixture, really. A little bit surprised because I thought that um, you know he, he would have he would he would have opportunities in England to, to consider. Um, I know there were a fair few clubs that he talked to over the you know the time since he's since he's been um out of a job but i know he likes it over in over in the states so i knew at some point that he would you know consider a job over there just didn't expect it to be right now um for just for a variety of reasons but his son plays over um over at a club not sure the the club he plays for but you know he travels that's right. Yeah, yeah. He tra- he travels over quite um, quite regularly to to see him. So you know, they, they they the family like it over in the states. So it's not a massive surprise, but um, really excited to see how he gets on because from his time in the in the West Midlands, uh, working as the Warsaw manager and the Aston Villa manager, got to know him a little bit and uh, you know really enjoyed his company.
0: Yeah, so you you spent a decade at the Birmingham Mail covering West Midlands football. Uh, you covered six managers uh, at Villa, three ownership groups. Um, of course, the the championship uh, promotion as well Re- relegation. You, you saw it all, and Dean Smith was a, a huge part of that. Um, yeah, yeah. When you th- when you think about your your time covering Aston Villa and specifically. Uh, Dean Smith, how did he stand out compared to, you know, obviously we know what's happening right now with Aston Villa, an unbelievable run of success near the top of the Premier League, had to have a chance to go top of the Premier League um, this weekend. But uh, during that time covering Aston Villa, what made Dean Smith uh, stick out compared to everybody else? Uh,
1: Yeah, I'll I'll get onto that very shortly. But just one, there was one really nice moment. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, Dean Smith was doing some co-commentary work for uh, for one of the the broadcasters and Aston Villa were playing, and he actually interviewed Unai Emery, the the current Villa manager, before the game. And and the the little the the exchange that the pair had, Emery said to Dean Smith, "Thanks for everything," which I just thought was a really nice touch because a lot of this Villa team has been built, um, you know, in in years that have gone by, and Dean Smith played a big part of that. Um, if I look back to his time time at Villa, he came to he came to the club when. They were in a really difficult position. They were struggling in the Championship, the second tier, um, actually closer to the relegation zone, I think, than 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 the top six at that point. Um, but he came in and he steadied the ship. Uh, he went he he went through things in a very sort of unique, down to earth way. It was quite interesting, actually, when Villa got into the Premier League and. And as a group of reporters, we all got together, uh, and we were discussing all the managers in the Premier League. And what we used to say about Dean was that he was just the most sort of down-to-earth, normal, humble manager out of the out of the group. And it's unusual you see that. And you know, hopefully, you guys will get to know him a little bit in you know in the times ahead. But what you'll what you'll realise is that just the bottom line is that he's just a really good guy. Um, you know, a, a very very good manager as well, which we'll we'll get into. Um, but just somebody who, you know, you can go for a beer with or someone you can have a conversation with as well.
2: Hey, Greg, uh, I want to say thanks for coming on. on, love this
1: golf as well. I don't know if you guys are into golf, but. I
0: I did read that. I I was uh, doing some research. (laughs) I read uh, your article uh, on the athletic. Okay. Um, from a couple uh, years ago. Promotion, survival, and a halftime dressing down at Stoke. Oh, right. yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. a really nice piece, by the way. And I saw that you mentioned golf in there, and a, a light bulb went off in my head. I said, ooh, we got to get Dean Smith out of the golf course. We, we certainly play a lot of golf down in the Carolinas here.
1: I, di- I didn't ever get to have a game with him, but um, yeah, he loves his golf.
2: Yeah, I, I'm seeing a foursome with uh, you, me, uh, Dino and Westwood, John. I, I love it. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. I know he's been getting after it for, for uh, his time here. Um, Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you uh, for, for talking to us today. And uh, I, I know that now that you're covering such a powerhouse contending Premier League title club like Villa, it's nice of you to also uh, slip in some extra coverage of a little club like Liverpool. Uh, as your as your side gig that's very uh classy and and uh giving back to the community of you as a journalist for sure are you on
1: your 10th um, beer? Here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> i am on my first beer uh i'm drinking a am drinking the mayor uh this is a this is a local brew that we do here in charlotte the club this is actually courtesy of the club the club gave me this beer as a christmas gift if you believe it so um i wanted to talk to you the first thing i want to ask you is i'm not like we just hired dean smith right i'm not trying to get him get rid of him and get him out the door but that story you told about unai emery really sticks out to me along with the themes you talked about in that article john mentioned he read because i also read it thanks to john for sending it to me and uh it's all about roots and putting down roots and the cupboard was not bare for unai emery dean smith is a builder he's a project builder and like I'm not trying to get rid of him, like I said, but I know that no matter what, he's here to build something that's going to last. He's not here for, like, a quick hit, quick fix. Oh, I'm going to try to make a splash and uh, then get back to get back to England as soon as possible, you know, if I can just, like, have one or two good MLS years. He actually wants to build something here. And also you mentioned he loves his time in the States. He's got family here. So I, I want to hear your thoughts on, like, what the uh, – The long-term vision is and how, how he's going to make us a better club like all the way especially as such a young club
1: he definitely needs time I think first and foremost he his background is youth development so when he was at Warsaw he was the academy coach and that's how he got the job at Warsaw and then he kicked on from there um I think it'd be interesting to see who he brings in alongside him um and and maybe some of the senior players at the club because uh, often he tends to lean on those people. You know, he's not a he's not a ranter or a raver, he's not a disciplinarian where he it's his way or the highway. He's happy to listen to other people's uh thoughts and opinions. He wants people alongside him who will check and challenge him every single day. But he's very, very open. And what he's a big what he's a big fan of are like the debriefs after the game. Um so if you guys are playing on the Saturday, Tend to have a day off on the Sunday and then come back in on the Monday morning. Um, I know the schedule might be different uh, over there, but um, and, and what he tends to do is go through the game, for the, the previous game, and ask for um, players to sort of speak up and give their thoughts. It's not all about him. He wants to create a real good culture uh, around the place, and I think that's what he did at Villa. Really, he 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 came into a club that was struggling, but. He made everybody want to enjoy going to training. He made people sort of say hello to the reception staff and, and just be polite and friendly and happy. And that's what you you know, you might do that in, in the States already, but um believe it, believe it or not, not every footballer in, in the UK does. Um so he he's big on building a culture, and I think that's what you'll try what, what you'll see first. But I hope he gets the time, you know, because it's not all about results immediately. He needs time to to put his philosophies across, um, to put some of these ways of working across, um, and then hopefully he'll have some success.
0: Well, the good news is that, that Charlotte FC is is heading into its third season and has already had two managers, so the club needed to get this one right. And mm-hmm. you'd like to think that uh, bringing on somebody like Dean Smith and his CV... Uh, he should be be given at least a couple of years, no matter what happens. And by the way, this club, Charlotte FC, was 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 very close to having a nice season, made the playoffs, uh, led the league in, in drop points from from winning positions. So he he has a solid uh, base mm-hmm. to 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 work with. And one thing I really wanted to get into today on the show, because you know, typically, championship football in the UK and MLS soccer here in the United States are sometimes compared as uh, the same level now, we don't yeah. need to debate that today. Um, so I'm, I'm more
1: well, interested. I'm going to beers if that's the case.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I, so I want to just, you know, understand. So he t- when Villa is in the championship, I wanted to know how he set up his team tactically, how he played at that physical level where you don't have the most skilled players in the world, but you have really fit guys who aren't afraid to use their physicality as one of their main skills.
1: Yeah, I think, well, Villa were a club that were relegated two seasons before he came. So Villa had had you know, two full seasons in in the Championship and were embarking on their third. Um, and it was a really, really important season because the parachute payments that you get from the Premier League, that bump up Championship clubs, they were about to end. So, uh, you know, Villa really needed to get promoted. They'd, they'd just been taken over by, by new owners and... Um, Nasif Sawiris and Wes Edens, who were you know really really ambitious, wanted to get the club back into the Premier League and up to the higher echelons in the table. So Smith Smith came in with the task of of, of having to get this club up somehow, and and they were you know languishing in the middle of the table uh, and more towards the bottom as, as we previously mentioned. But what he did have you know up his sleeve was a star performer in Jack Grealish, you know the the absolute standout player in the championship but possibly the best ever player that's played in the championship. Um, And he really, he really led the way. And um, what was interesting was the relationship that the two of them developed. So Dean made Jack Grealish the captain, um, which Came as a bit of a surprise, really, to to a lot of people because Jack Grealish isn't the, isn't a a vocal leader; he's a performance leader, and that's what Dean saw in him. He said, "We think that you can elevate the rest of this club through your performance," and that really worked. Um, and just what happened as the you know as the, as the times went by when when Jack left and and moved to Manchester City, um, uh, he was he was so complimentary of, of the work that he'd done to him for uh, for him and he actually made it you know he actually played a really big part in making him the player that he was which ultimately was a hundred million pound player um but yeah the, the the way he used to attack games was to play really on the front foot that he liked playing a 4-3-3 three, three more often and um, that's just how it worked. he liked playing two sort of number eights behind um behind the forward players he he liked his wingers um But they did have a very strong squad, to be fair, Aston Villa. So they were expected
2: to to be up
1: in the promotion
2: race anyway. Would you call it a 4-3-3 or more 4-2-3-1? I've seen people say different things, or does it even matter? It
1: it, it did vary because in, in that sort of... In that sec in the promotion-winning season, it was very much a four-three-three. But there were there were occasions where he used to drop a couple of players back in, in, into sort of the double pivot role, and um, just depended on the opponents really. He was quite flexible. Yeah. There were, there, were, there were a couple of occasions where um, there was one, there was one occasion where Villa went down to ten men um, in in the promotion-winning season as well, and and Dean decided instead of sitting back because they were one 0 down and trying to sort of soak up pressure and. Uh, get the opposition on the on the counter-attack he said let's fully go for it and he played a four three two so it was just and, and it worked you know it was just unbelievable it worked and and uh you know it could have gone the the complete other way uh and villa ended up getting spanked but yeah it worked and they won and and it was that that was a part of the the 10 game unbeaten run that that that, that kick-started that run
0: so I'm thinking about the, the the final playoff match at Wembley. I imagine you were there at Wembley that day. Um, I vividly remember that match, and I think Greg. The funny thing is, is that the two finalists for the Charlotte FC uh, job were both managing in that match. Fra- Frank Lampard came over here as well, and he was yeah. named as a finalist. I, I, I remember that match as well. I was actually in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, watching that match because Grealish, at that point, Jack Grealish was a budding superstar. Yes, and, yes. you know, for, obviously Jack Grealish is not somebody that, that Dean Smith is going to target to potentially bring over here with him. I uh, don't think I,
1: so I, yet, mate, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I'm curious. Though, our our owner's got some deep pockets. I don't know how familiar <laughs> you are, but I don't know how willing he is to pull out of those pockets, but he can reach pretty far down if he needs to.
0: <laughs> I, I, t- I told Danny if, if it was, uh if our uh, club was in Las Vegas, Nevada. We might have, we might have a chance for. for
1: Jack. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah, hundred percent, yeah.
0: When you think about players who have played for Dean Smith in the in the past, that kind of is, is there anybody that fits into that category that is potentially considering a move stateside? Who's maybe at the end of their career or levels just not high enough? Um obviously, I'm putting you on the spot with this question, but yeah. um, just curious if there's you know somebody that comes to mind.
1: Yeah, I'd love to have a good answer for you, um, but I haven't. <laughs> there was a lot of those players that that he had at Villa of either, you know, kicked on to be very, very high level Premier League players. In John McGinn, Tyro Mings, Jack Grealish, Tammy Abraham um, playing in Serie A in Italy. You know, those are the four players that have really kicked on and and and, and done brilliant things since since leaving Villa um, and and being at Villa still. A lot of the other players retired. So you might have just missed the boat.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think you you mentioned you mentioned somebody though that I think um I, I was hoping you might mention his name and that's John McGinn, right? I'm not saying this year. I'm not saying this year. He's obviously the captain of a of a side right now that is playing unbelievably well in the Premier League, but he's also twenty nine years old. If Dean Smith does keep this job for four or five years, at some point, maybe down the line, he could be somebody that maybe would want to finish um, his career in the States. And and it goes again to show how important it is that Charlotte FC gives Dean Smith time, keeps him happy here and and tries to build this foundation to keep him along for here uh, for as long as possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's a little bit early for John McGinn, you know, he's, he's the captain of a, of a club that uh, are trying to get into the champions league. So he, you know, he feels like he's got a good, a good few years left. Um, well a, a very a very good amount of years left in the Premier League I'd say but yeah I get your point you know obviously Dean has um, uh, you know he's connected to a very uh, powerful and respected agency with with lots of uh, links to other other players and you know he's managed other clubs as well in England so I'm sure he'll have his eye on on a, on a couple of players um potentially for, for, for the seasons ahead. But yeah, not really so many from from his time at Villa just because they've moved in different directions. Sorry, yeah, that's I, a bit of a boring answer, but it's it's just the honest one. Yeah.
2: No, no, no I'm glad. It it makes me it feeds into what I wanted to ask you next regardless, which was whether we're talking about specific players coming over or whether we're talking about how we're going to develop the that how Dean's going to develop the guys we have here you mentioned he's very good with young players and turning guys into superstars yeah. he if Jack Grealish doesn't become you know you mentioned parachute payments his, his selling him to Manchester City was like its own kind of form of parachute payment probably yeah, yeah. but uh yeah. uh he doesn't become what he is without uh, Dino you said that and uh we have guys that we think Dean can develop what's what's his way of like can you talk about how he develops? Cause like, I'm thinking you don't know our guys, you don't know our personnel, but we have a player named Kerwin Vargas. Who's like a young 21 year old winger that, you know, I think of him, I think of Saeed Ben Rama, you know, like good, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So like yeah. player types, whether it's specific players or not, what kind of player types is he best at developing? What are his techniques for getting the most out of young players? Cause we got a lot of them. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Um... Well, if we, if you take Grealish as an example, he was playing almost as a as a number ten, and Dean put him in like a left sort of midfield position. Um, so he, he almost become a left winger actually under Dean. And, and he said, I remember sp- interviewing Jack and speaking to him on many occasions after that, and he said, "Well, I, I didn't really, I didn't really agree with the manager that he was doing this, but clearly it worked because I'm now playing my best football and I've now earned." Uh, I've now earned my move to, to Manchester City and a lot of that was down to Dean Smith because he believed in me he played me regularly he made me the captain um and there are other examples as well there's a young winger called Andre Green who he who he tried to get a lot out of I mean he might be actually be one that would that would potentially um uh you know keep an eye on for the MLS in the uh, in the future I think you know he's currently at Rotherham but out injured um you know Dean had a good relationship with him so so maybe he'll be one but his man management skills are excellent. You know, a lot of the players used to say to me, he wasn't a rantor or a raver. You you never hear him shouting. Um, there was just, there was one moment, which I think you might've read in my, my article, um, the game after during the Stoke city game, he just absolutely let rip at the players. And then the players thought, wow, we have done something wrong if this guy is going as mad as this because he's very, very calm and measured. That, that's when they respect
2: it more. Is when it doesn't come yeah. that often. You know, hundred
1: percent, percent. Look, there, there are managers that shout after every game, aren't they? And, and then the players almost become a bit numb to it because they just expect mm-hmm. it. But if you have a very calm and measured guy that's telling you, uh, you know, Dean's a, Dean's an encourager. He's not a he's not somebody who'll shoot you down all the time. He tries to pick the positives out of things. Um, but then, if you have somebody that turns it on like that, you realise, look, we've got to, we've got to react. Um, and at that point, Aston Villa did. But he's very, he's very good, sort of one-to-one man management, man, uh, man managing players. Um, he's, he's very straight and tells them as it is. If they're not playing, he will say, "You're not playing," and this is the reason why. It's not a case of exiling a player and keeping him out frozen. And, and not giving him the reasons, he's he'll explain to him, you're not doing what I want you to do. And until you're doing that, you're not going to be playing. And he's very fair with that. You know, it's sort of firm but fair. Um, sorry so here's
2: a question. Here's, here's a little bit a little bit of maybe a little tougher press on, on what Dean's bringing because uh, I, re- I mentioned – you mentioned in your article, he had never been sacked until it, until he did leave Villa. He, he saw a meteoric rise from Walsall – Brentford, uh, and then to Villa, right? Like uh, he had never faced that adversity. Now he's gone through some adversity yeah. bef- uh, in his career. A couple of unsuccessful bids to to keep teams in survival. So now he's coming over here. What did he learn from that adversity? After having such a high flying, like zero failure in some ways for the first few years of his career, now mm-hmm. he's had a few th- setbacks. What what does that inform with with uh, the way he's bringing it to his American adventure, as they call it?
1: He's learned that he can get to Augusta more often when he's not working.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he better be bringing us. I mean, damn, I mean, it's, you know, it is a short drive. You can get down there early in the morning. No problem.
1: No, it was quite funny. He did a little bit of media work um, over the last couple of months. and I, I caught him at a game that I was covering and, uh, and I said, what have you been up to? And he said, Going to watch golf and playing golf, he was he was quite enjoying it. But no, I think on a serious note, he was probably a little bit bruised from from the sackings, um, you know, Villa, and then it d- didn't work out at Norwich or or, or Leicester City for him. It'd um, uh, never been relegated either. I don't think uh, maybe once as a, and as, as an assistant manager in his in his very younger years. Um, but look, he he. He had time to sort of process some of the good things that he'd done at previous clubs and he was very keen to go back over what worked well and how he was going to use that in his future jobs. And I think he's had a little bit of time to reflect mainly on the Villa and Brentford experience because those were the real positives for him. But also what went wrong in some of the other uh, some of the other experiences and what to do to, to not make sure that happens again
0: it's it's been fantastic ca- catching up with greg evans uh, of the athletic and the 1874 podcast Danny, you know what that means i think we have to change uh, our podcast name to the 2019 podcast uh, a little We're taking a it little all bit- the way
2: back to 2019 huh yeah
0: a little uh, bit of different history between these two clubs. Uh, amazing to think that um, you know the game has come so far to where they're they're kicking the ball around in the Midlands in 1874, and here we are waiting until 2019 <laughs> to get our franchise here in the Queen City. Uh, but it's, it's been a, it's been a pleasure to talk to you, Greg. Thanks so much for joining Charlotte Soccer Show. Um, I know you're I know right. you've had a had a long day, and mm-hmm. anytime you're stateside, if you can. Uh, Hop a flight here to Charlotte, North Carolina. If you want to, you know, maybe pitch to one of your editors, you should come over and write a story about uh, Dean Smith and kind of his American adventure. As Danny said, we're happy to host you here in town.
1: Oh, top guys! Thanks very much. Hopefully, Dean will take me to Augusta as well.
0: Oh yeah, Yeah, yeah. mayor's on me. Yep, there's yeah. that three of us, and and Dino can be the fourth. You know, he just happens yeah, to get yeah, us all, on all the course. Yeah. Uh, cheers to you! Uh, what do you got coming up this uh, this weekend? What's your coverage look like for the next uh, week or so? Busy time.
1: It's a, it's a really big one. Uh, we have got Liverpool, uh, sorry, yeah, Liverpool versus Manchester United on Sunday, which is the the big one. Um, you know, long-standing rivals, the two of them. Liverpool going for the title. Man United haven't, you know, had a great season. There's a lot of pressure on them. The last time the two teams met, Liverpool won seven 0 so, yeah, really, really exciting games. One, one of the biggest games in England, of course. It'd uh, be great to cover that.
2: I heard a prediction 5 1 Liverpool from a, from, a, from a Liverpool fan, admittedly. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if it goes that dangerous. But uh, Man City could be in trouble, or Man United could be in trouble, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Liverpool are formidable at home. They've, they've won every game, I think, this season. Um, so, yeah,
1: an exciting day ahead.
0: Do yourself a favor, uh, subscribe to The Athletic, check out Craig's work. Uh, the entire uh, UK team at The Athletic is absolutely phenomenal. The podcasts there as well are are fantastic. Um, so until next time, Greg, it's a pleasure pleasure to see you, pleasure to talk to you, and uh, cheers to you, and um, have a great weekend.
1: Take care, chaps. Thank you.
2: Up the villains, baby. <laughs>